Hello, I'm Victoria Atkin, voice of Evie Fry in Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and you're listening to the Sound Architect podcast. Fantastic, and we're very happy to have you. Thanks for joining us today, Victoria. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm wonderful. I'm good. You looked wonderful at the BAFTA Games Awards as well. Did you have a good time? Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, I did. It was it was my first BAFTA Games Award and uh, it was a lot of fun. I'd met lots of fantastic new people and it was a good night out. Yeah, it was a good event, wasn't it? It was lots of fun. Mm. So before we dive into Assassin's Creed Syndicate questions, how did your acting career begin? My acting career, <laughs> I suppose I always wanted to be an actress from a young age. I had a little uh, a notepad when I was a kid, and as well as documenting what my hamster was doing and, and who my boyfriend was at the time at school, um, I wrote in it, I want to be an actress, and uh, I didn't even spell it right. but Was it A-C-T-R-I-S? <laughs> yeah, we had some I's in it, actress, I think it was. We got it, got it quite right, but not exactly. Um, so yeah, so that, and you know, I just was that kid that had the big imagination, but I think my break came probably when I was 14 and I did a show at the Wimbledon theater in the musical Annie and I begged my, yeah, I begged my dad to take me to the audition and we drove to Wimbledon and did that. And then I suppose I just followed that in my education and my first professional big break was in Hollyoaks in uh, after a year, uh, six months after graduating from my master's degree. Was your master's to do with acting or was it? Mm-hmm. I did it in um, music theatre. So uh, I did it at the Central School of Speech and Drama, but I, I studied my an- undergraduate at the University of Chichester and then went on to do my, my master's degree at uh, and postgraduate at uh, drama school. Excellent. And then Hollyoaks, classic UK soap. Yeah, the old classic Hollyoaks. Yeah, that was, it was great. I mean, what a... For me, for the first job, and and I, you know, soap actors get a lot of uh, a lot of stick, but I tell you what, I've never worked so hard as as I did on that show. It's full on. Uh, we're doing eight. Well, particularly with my character in that. Well, it was quite an interesting character, wasn't it? It was the first transgender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they they called it yeah. something else. I mean, it's gender dysphoria, gender identity disorder. Was that was it? I think it, we what explored. It was. Um, so yeah, it was. I mean, what a what a fantastic <laughs> baptism of fire! Yeah, <laughs> as, so as a first end. job, um, most controversial first role. Yeah, so uh, yeah, dressing up as Justin Bieber's little brother for a bit was really fun. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Six months after your postgrad as well, it's not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, I was. Uh, I'm I'm very impatient sort of person, but <laughs> I, I try and be patient. But those six months felt like a lifetime for me. But. Um, yeah, it was it was great. You know, it, it happened at the perfect time for me and ended up 134 episodes in 18 months, which is just wow. crazy. And, and we shot a little film, which is on iTunes, and we did the latest show. So it was it was pretty intense. Um, yeah, but it's, like it was a, a great cast and, and a lot of friends. I'm, I'm still friends with now. So I, I'm very grateful for that job. Oh, yeah. It's always good to hear that you stay in touch with people. Mm. So then you made the big move to the States. When did that happen? That happened in, well, I started exploring it towards the end of Hollyoaks. Um, somebody said to me, Victoria, what about the States? And I, I kind of just was like, which happens to me a lot. I, I kind of shrug it off and then I go away for a couple of days and start thinking about it, <laughs> yeah. start obsessing over it. And um, so, yeah, somebody said to me, oh, you should you should go out to the States, Victoria. And I said, oh, why? I mean, why would I do that? I'm trained in, in London and everything's here. I wouldn't do that. I don't even like America. <laughs> um, 
And uh, <laughs> little did I know I'd fall in love <laughs> with the place. But um, yeah, so 2012, I started exploring it. Um, I went out for a week and um, I did a networking week thing. And then I came away and thought about it a bit more and decided that I would apply for my visa. Cool. So that took a while. And then um, I I did a kind of three-week test it. Do we want to live here? Do we want to work here? Is this right thing? In October 2000, that must have been October 2012. And then 2013, I came out here and uh, and did pilot season, and, and thankfully booked a booked a show. So yeah, it was all it was all go. Yeah, it's, it's been a roller coaster as most actors' journeys are, but I've I've been very very lucky and and, and very successful, thankfully. So I'm yeah I'm happy, and and long may it continue and 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 can get get better and better. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're doing fantastic as it is. Mm, it's going good. I mean, I feel like anybody that's <laughs> loves their career is never really exactly where they want to be. But no, I'm happy. I'm happy with how things are going. Yeah, definitely. And would you say out of all these experiences so far, there's like a proudest moment for you? I don't know. I, I think um, it probably sounds a bit cheesy, but like overcoming a lot of personal challenges during the journey of, of my career is probably proud moments. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, booking Hollyoaks was a was a, a crowning a crowning moment, and it, and their first job, you know, stepping on set, and I had no clue what a mark was and where the camera. I'm sure I looked down the lens at least four times. On my <laughs> um, you know, but I, but just that, you know, the first time it, uh, being on set is just is so magical. But every every time I step on set, and and motion capture is um or in the voiceover booth as well. I mean, I'm I'm really starting to get get into that um but yeah i mean motion capture was a was another thing that was i never knew what it was and i had a you know a, a kind of idea but i never thought i would fall in love with that and and i really did um it combined you know the physical attributes of being an athlete with with acting and and for me that's just perfect yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, perfect combination well you like your activities don't you i saw a, a combat video with you on youtube <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh the community development team at ubisoft are absolutely awesome people I, I love those guys over there um and yeah they said do you want to do a street fighter do you want to and i said yeah of course i do i mean <laughs> <laughs> so uh they were gonna get paul to do the street fighting and me to do the ropes which is a, a video that he did right. um and paul amos obviously plays jacob fry in assassin's creed and uh yeah they said no let's get victoria to do it and uh yeah i loved it <laughs> i thought it was great it you definitely looked in your element that's for sure yeah no i've always i've always done sports and i'm, I'm not too uh worried about rough and tumble <laughs> Excellent. so go on how did you first get involved with assassin's creed syndicate you know did you audition or did you get like a letter assassin's or... creed syndicate came to me through my manager who said victoria we gotta uh we need to she well i do a lot of self-tapes anyway as most actors do hmm. nowadays but she said um i've got this uh video game for you i said i'd never done a video game oh actually no, yeah i'd never done a video game tape before I'd went in for Destiny, the trailer thing, uh, kind of week before, and was on a pencil for that actually. Oh, cool! And uh, ended up this, they went with somebody else. So I thought, well, you know, that was fun. You know, 
but it was just for the trailer to do the motion capture in the trailer for the for the you know advertisement and then um she said oh we didn't know it was for assassin's creed at all she said they're they're looking for this video game kind of lara croft-esque lara croft and egret from game of thrones in one can can you do something what what can you do i said well i'll I'll give it a go i'm really not sure and i don't know are we doing video games is that is that is that i don't know what video games are i mean i haven't played video games but i don't know what what this is about yeah so i set up my self-tape and, and did the sides that they gave me uh, which wasn't assassin's creed script it was from another something else and uh sent it off and, and didn't hear anything for months and then my manager, Christy, phoned me and said, um, Hi, yeah, you know that video game you taped for? And I said, what? No, I don't remember. <laughs> and, and she said, yeah, yeah, they, they want you to do it again. But this time they want you to do it in a London accent. And uh, because before I'd done it in a northern accent. Oh, OK. And they asked, they said, oh, can Victoria do it in a in a London accent and so obviously they didn't know me at all and so my manager said uh we'll give it a go we'll see if she can do it <laughs> yeah, we'll see if she can manage it yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah so then I said it back with now what is Evie's voice and uh they really liked it and and flew me over to Quebec but at the time they were you know they were auditioning in New York and Canada and Los Angeles and London wow so it was a it was a huge process and uh the first tape that I sent was August and, and I didn't really know anything about it until the October of 2014 um, where I'd met the producers and then Paul was flown over to do a chemistry read with me in Los Angeles. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a really long, long, long process. So, yeah, that's how it came to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how did you find the whole process? I mean, you say it was quite long, but I mean, obviously there was a mixture of motion capture and being in the booth. and Yeah, it was... It was such a fun, uh, fun project because there was so much variety. And for me as well, there was so much travel. I'd never really been um, to Canada much. I'd been skiing in Whistler, but I'd never explored Quebec or Montreal or Toronto, which was where I was mainly based for this. Um, So it was fun. I had a nice apartment in Toronto and explored that city and made new friends in Canada. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, it it was really a great job and we worked with some fantastic actors that they brought over from England as well as the Canadian actors that were there to play, you know, Charles Dickens and Charles Darwin and mm. obviously Henry and um, Abilene, all these people. So, um, yeah, it was just great. And it was almost like theatre because we got to play um, in this big open space. And uh, I just, I just felt it very, very liberating. It was, it was almost, you know, back to childhood where you're just playing and, and everything's make believe. <laughs> and that's part of but the fun. It was, oh, this exact, I mean, that's what I live for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you said before about the chemistry between you and Paul. So, how, I mean, did you put much effort into creating the chemistry or did you find that there was enough there when you had that read? I think the casting was, was so great with us um, that. I'm. I think they probably foresaw it uh, more than us to start with, but then as soon as Paul and I started working together, I mean, it's always interesting when you work with somebody you've never met before and you've never known before, and you have to bring this. I mean, I had to do that yeah, with sure. Hollyoaks, where I had a whole, you know, family of mom and dad, and brothers, 
And so it was the second time because in Hollyoaks I played a twin as well. Oh, so really? the second time I'd played a twin. But the chemistry, obviously, with Paul and I, in comparison to with Miles and I, who played Seth in Hollyoaks, was was obviously very different. Even though the age was was fairly similar. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, Paul became became such a good friend, and, and his family I hang out with a lot. And he showed me around Toronto because he lives there. Oh, cool. So I, it was nice because in in many ways I relied on him a lot to to show me what the <laughs> yeah. hell was going on and the city and yeah so we spent obviously a lot of time on the motion capture floor together but socially as well which was was fun. Oh cool! Do you think that really helped your I want to say on screen chemistry but you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Definitely, I think it was it would have definitely contributed to that. I mean, I had dinner with him a lot and he's an amazing cook. So if you ever get Paul Amos to cook for you, no, we'll have to get him over and cook us some food then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. just curious then, because they've done the chemistry read. A lot of the times in video games, even main characters don't share the booth together or anything. Did you find any booth time together or was it just on the mocap? Or? Motion capture floor, we were together all the time, um, which they did record all the voice for the uh the scenes in at the same time so right. you have your helmet you have a microphone and they have the boom mics and the cameras that are set up as well as the cameras that are attached to the motion capture uh studio so then it was only really gameplay which we did in the booth yeah sure um so yeah there was times where it would have been <laughs> it would have been fun to have paul in there to do that um and i think um, but we had some we had some great voice directors and um, made it happen. I think I don't think it was too tricky to do that without each other in, in the booth. Um, and I suppose we did ha- we had so much to do that um, by the end of it you didn't it didn't it didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose once you've already done the mocap stuff, you've already gained that chemistry, so you can imagine. Yeah, it was, I think there. it would have been tricky if we did it the other way around. Yeah, yeah, that would have that would have come up different. So they did a great, great process with that. And I'm always curious because when you say it's your, it was your first video game, right? Mm. So when you had to first do some efforts and emotes, how did you find that? <laughs> I think everybody should have to do efforts in their life because they're the most cathartic experience. You you basically are just screaming and shouting and you don't have to do it at anybody. You're just yeah. doing it. So it's very primal. They are really it's, fun. Yeah, it's just fun to just scream and shout and nobody get offended when you do it <laughs> like, I mean, people, you... people enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> yeah were you prepared for it or did they kind of ask you to do it and you go what um i don't know i really not thought about that um i don't know when you're punching and kicking people it's i mean it, it was interesting because they didn't have any female efforts recorded but right. from the other games so i had to do a lot of those um because I think I don't think they used efforts from other Assassin's Creed um, characters at all, but they had a whole catalogue of sounds from yeah. the other assassins, so they didn't have any female ones. So all my directions were like kick to the groin, and the the examples that they got were quite funny because I was like, it's not quite the same when you kick a girl in the groin as, yeah. as you do guys so <laughs> i was listening to all these guys like oh <laughs> and, then, and then i'm like ah, and they were like oh just do whatever <laughs> amazing so, it was fun it was a fun process 
Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, did do you have a favourite scene that you're most happy with? I'm most happy with. Um, I liked. Uh, I really liked working with Sam Crane on the Jack the Ripper stuff. Oh yeah, that's um, cool. Sam's great, and he's a fantastic actor. But that stuff was a little bit more tricky, a little bit darker, which I tend to <laughs> have in my career. It's kind of a lot you know, quite dramatic, um, dark pieces. So that was, um, that was fun. And, and the fact that she's 20 years older than that and playing 40 to have to imagine being there when I'm not there yet in, in my <laughs> yeah. life and, um, and, and to do that and to tackle, you know, real life things, you know, Jack the Ripper was a real person having to digest that and, mm see these you know prostitutes and in my mind and 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 try and bring that to life was was a challenge which i which i enjoyed doing which sounds weird but i i i enjoyed no, doing voice acting it doesn't sound weird at all there are some weird yeah. stories <laughs> <laughs> to enjoy yeah imagining jack the ripper i don't know but um yeah that but i mean everything i like the stuff you know on when they get to the train station and, and um, Jacob chases the little dipper and I liked the stuff with Henry Green, you know, the flower sequences are cute. Yeah. Um, yeah all that stuff, the stuff on the rooftops when he invents the rooks is, was fun to do and, and funny <laughs> to have that, you know, brother, sister, no way you're not calling it the rooks and, and, and throughout, <laughs> throughout the thing he, he gets it and he does stuff. So, Awesome. Yeah. That does sound really cool. I'm really intrigued, actually, by this Jack the Ripper stuff. So how difficult was it to try and capture the same character, but then an extra 20 years of not only age, but experience? Well, it was funny because, I mean, I really should have thought about this, but I had so much stuff on my mind when I, I was I was on the, I mean, we was on the mocap stage six days a week. Oh, wow. The, yeah. And, the, and then, so I had my Sundays off, but I really was just prepping for the next week. So this was a... And physically, it was very draining. Obviously, we were carrying the packs and wearing the suits and, you know, carrying yeah. the helmets. So I, I, I'm i pretty fit anyway, but it, it, was, a, it was a huge physical. That sounds physical like fitness. a workout, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they, they said, oh, we're going to be doing this um, add-on pack. And I was like, oh, okay, great. More work, <laughs> more money. This is, this is great. Um, but we're still refining the script. We're not quite sure what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, cool, cool. And then I knew it was Jack the Ripper, and I talked to Felix, who was the director for that, who was just wonderful, really, really great guy to work with. And, um, yeah, so I was talking about it, but I never thought about that it was 20 years on. I just, I just assumed it would carry on from where we were and didn't quite look into the dates, and then I – and then I was like, oh, actually, Jack the Ripper's a little bit later. What Are we just going to keep Evie? What's happening? And they said, oh, no, no. And this was literally, I think, about four days before. Oh, no, no. she's. Uh, I think she's about 40 in this. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I had a few days to just digest that and think, right, how do I do that? And I just thought, well, the energy of Evie will be the same. What? you know, what has happened to her in the meantime. Obviously, she's with Henry now, living in India. What's that like? And just trying to fill in 20 years. 
yeah. um, really in my mind just to you know to bring to bring that to the table but physically I didn't change too much I mean she comes across a little bit more mature a little bit more weathered um you know life 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 yeah. weather yeah. and especially in the Victorian age I well, mean I yeah. think she's lucky to be alive at that age so um yeah so just some little little tweaks that I thought about um but not too much physically and and not too much vocally either just a, just a little bit more of of an aging and overall how did you want to portray Evie's voice throughout the game you know obviously it was the first female assassin protagonist in the <laughs> franchise so it's quite a big moment I suppose and did you kind of think about how you wanted to capture that I mean obviously I mean in the in the main yeah series. um well I suppose that I mean they have had other female assassins but not on this next generation console so it was a it was a big thing I mean they cast me they obviously liked my voice organ you know as it as it really is um but I think what I wanted to do and I, and I think hopefully comes across is that, you know, not only is she an assassin, she's an educated, independent woman of that time, but also I wanted to bring, which I feel is my job as an actress anyway, is to bring truth. Yeah. And so that she, every relate, I was very keen to have every relationship quite different. So when you meet, you know, Charles Dickens and you meet Charles Darwin and she's friends with Alexander Graham Bell and obviously Henry and Jacob. Every single one is different. And I, I hope people experience that when they, you know, they're playing the game because I think in life relationships are very different. And I came from that point where nobody that you meet is the same interaction as anybody else. Even yeah. if you, even if they're, you know, school friends and you kind of still have a similar history, every connection is very different. So I wanted to bring that. And I suppose that comes out vocally. I wanted to bring just, I suppose I had to just bring myself and, and, and my, my experiences in life and, and adapt it to this woman who's her job is to be an assassin. And, uh, but she also has, you know, she has her heart on her sleeve and she falls in love with Henry and she has a brother that irritates her, but she loves, and she's, <laughs> you know, she's lost her family. You know, she hasn't got her mother and father and, and how does she cope and how does she, you know, deal with all these problems and how does she solve them? So I just, I just wanted to try and bring somebody real, um, to the video game. And I, and I, and I hope I, I've done that. Well, personally, I think so. I think it's a really good performance. So, Thank you. And obviously, apart from vocally, is there, well, are there any similarities between yourself and Evie? I think so, yeah. I think uh, other people might be better that know me to answer that question. But I, I, I certainly probably have a quite a tough exterior and a gooey center like right. <laughs> um so yeah I, I wear my heart on my sleeve but most people that don't know me don't know that um so yeah it's just tough and, and fit and physically you know able and maybe a bit of a badass but I also my father was a bit of a mentor to me growing up because he was I was a slalom racer ski oh, racer wow, nice. yeah and he was my coach so I had that uh, that relationship growing up as as my father being my kind of trainer at some points. Um, 
So, yeah, I suppose that relationship with Evie, you know, and trying to live up to maybe what her dad wants for a younger part of her life was was something I could relate to. Yeah, very cool. So are you almost the intrepid Victoria Atkin? (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time I've been referred to as that, but uh, I'll take it. There you go. You can put that on your business card now. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I'll add it to my CV. So was there anything that was the biggest challenge when voicing Evie? We've talked about quite a few of the different challenges, but where's one that really stood out as the biggest one? I actually found um, the bit where they uh, are standing and they say, um, as of this moment, you work for us. Um, we are Jacob and Evie Fry, and as of this moment, you work for us. I think you can either choose if you're Jacob, you say it as Jacob, and if you're Evie, you say it as Evie at right. that point. Um, and I don't know why, but Paul went and did it first and really, you know, commanded the stage, and he had this big vocal presence. And, and I got up and I thought, I don't really, I've not really found this depth of my voice before. Right to really shout and command a huge crowd um, with that strength. So I did that a few times, and I, I did find that bit quite tricky actually. But I think we found something good in the end, and the director Romero was was good at was good at getting that. But uh, it's interesting with the male and female voice, even you know, as a woman that has quite a unique or strong, different voice. It's it that was interesting to see that see the differences there yeah yeah it must have been quite an interesting way to approach it as well mm, mm, yeah so yeah it was tricky but we, we overcame it and was it was good so i suppose that bit was quite challenging yeah cool and did you learn anything from that have you been working on changing your voice in a different way because of that um yeah i mean i like the alexander technique which is a as a voice as a voice technique well not just voice it's a, a whole body uh, technique but um it really is you know an opening process an opening and allowing the voice to 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 be where it where it is and, and where it's grounded mm. and where it's coming yeah, a resonation technique. So, yeah so kind of finding the depths of my instrument as it were because i suppose that's that's what it is and well, yeah. our, our bodies are our instrument and you have to you know practice and tune it and yeah pretty much the same as an instrument a bit like that yeah yeah awesome so you've been to quite a few comic cons haven't you yeah i have been yeah it's a new experience for me i did i did a few few this earlier this year and um last year i mean san diego was so fun that was the first time oh yeah that's the biggest one isn't it it's got to be cool yeah that was a really great um Great weekend. Uh, we had the obstacle course and we did our panel and oh, yeah, brilliant. it was fun. I met some cool people and yeah, it was it was great. Well, yeah, is there any chance we'll see you in the UK for any? Well, I did Liverpool and Birmingham earlier on this year, so at the moment, um, can't say, but I I have some other things pending, so I'm not sure I'll be back in the UK for a little bit, which my mum's very upset about. But, oh yeah. Um, I bet. <laughs> Uh, it's be a nice excuse for her to be flown out to LA, I'm sure. Yeah, she'll have to come out here. She'll be out here. She can't stay away. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so not at the moment, but we'll see. I mean, obviously, I, I like to get back to see everybody in the UK, so I'm sure it won't be too long. Cool. We'll be glad to have you back. 
So yeah. what else lies in the future for you now? Well, I've got a couple of projects that are pending that are in the diary now, which is very nice. Very um, cool. But I, I can't discuss those yet. Of but yeah, it's it's quite exciting. Um, I think I start doing some filming at the end of July, which will be really really cool. And um, I think I'm back in the voiceover booth next week for another project. Ah, so yeah, fingers uh, fingers crossed that it also works out and goes well. And hopefully, I'll be able to announce it as soon as I'm allowed. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. So it's good. It's busy, but it's it's nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, I've got a nice fun question to finish off with for you now. Yeah. If you could have a drink with anyone, alive or dead, who would it be? I know, I was thinking about that. Um, A boring, boring answer is my best friend who I haven't seen properly for ages and ages. And I talk to her all the time, but I've never found anyone better to go for a drink with. But... um, Somebody that was probably in the limelight who I was thinking about would be really fun to have a drink with and just discuss stuff would be Hilary Swank. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would like, I really loved her stuff in Boys Don't Cry, which I looked at for obviously my role in Hollyoaks. But I love Million Dollar Baby. And she just, she's just somebody that I just think is very uh, unique in her approach and, and, and brings some, some magic to everything she does. So, I'd like to have a drink with her. Maybe that will happen in the future. Well, you never know. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Hopefully it'll be on set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, have a drink (laughs) after filming. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, Victoria. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you more in the future. Thank you very much.